0: My name is Trey Moore. I'm one of the elders here at the church. I'm not our preaching elder. Uh, thankfully for David and Melissa, uh, they've had two weeks off. We rotate David out every plan, every six to eight weeks, just because um, we realize the spiritual attack that he's, that he's on, um, being up here day in, day out, week in, week out, uh, feeding us. So we're, we're thankful that he got a break. For you guys that didn't know when this mess with COVID hit, he was supposed to have had a vacation then. He came back. we had our first uh, bridge studios broadcast and roundtable. and then weekly, he was uh, daily, actually, he was sending out devotionals. So as much as our break, whenever uh, we were scheduling and getting with him, or when he wanted to be off, we just said, "Hey, take two weeks." So we had Jeff speak last week, he sent some of you women in rigors because you thought it was Father's Day, uh, we had kind of discussed we were going to do two weeks in a row on that, so sorry for the scare there, I saw the look on many of your faces, and the sweat began to pour down, uh, so this week as elders we wanted to have a real treat uh, for you for Father's Day to the men, and so to do that we decided to make you feel good about yourself as well as a father, to get the worst example of a father to speak to you today that we could find so I stand before you there if you saw the video last week where my son was so kind uh, that I deposited quite a bit of money into his checking account for the, <laughs> the things that he said uh, and you're confused I was confused too as was my youngest son who in the middle of it as he was my oldest son was talking about his father and how much he'd been pulled into him my youngest son leans over to his mother and says i didn't know you were married before so <laughs> Sawyer, that was me, that Davis was talking about. So, um, I I feel like I'm coaching again. Sean has me a coaching box up here. Sean, I didn't stay within the coaching box when I was coaching anyway, so you may have to move that quite a bit, but. All right, thanks, sir. Uh, If you will, uh, go ahead and and bow and pray, and then we'll watch a short video. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come before you today, Lord, and, and Father, we just pray that your spirit is upon this place. Father, we, we celebrate our fathers today, but Father, we come here today more than anything else to celebrate our Heavenly Father. Lord, where our earthly fathers have failed, we know that you've been there. Father, where we have failed as fathers, Lord, we pray that you fill that gap. Father, we just, uh, we love you as we come today to, to look at the attributes that you show us as a father. Lord, just reveal that to us more and more. As we leave this place, help us be better people. You know name we pray, amen. Go ahead, Sean.
1: When you're a dad, you have to play a lot of roles.
0: Hey, 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 don't eat that! Don't tap on the brain. Okay, oh, load it. All right. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Take, take a left, turn left, turn left, turn left. When a man loves a woman, he. Honey! All righty, sweetie. This time I want you to concentrate and focus on the ball. You got this. Here. Two weeks, no TV, no phone. This is my door in my house. I told you you get, back, you get the door back. I told you before. My house. I, 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 <laughs> hey, knock it off. Don't let me turn this car around. I'll do it. What are you wearing? No, I, you're not going anywhere looking like that. Go on back upstairs and put some clothes on. Okay. Oh! 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 Got it. Get the door, get the door, get the door, get the door!
1: Open the door, open the door, sweetie, open Bye. And Jesus steps in and stops everybody before they start throwing the rocks, and he says, Let he who's without sin throw the first stone. You do all of this knowing
0: that one day you will get fired, because we all get fired. But by the grace of God, you might get hired back to be a consultant. Hey, sweetie, what's up? So, fathers, we salute you today. We know there's lots of roles that we that we play, but we're not here to salute you. We're here to salute our Heavenly Father. And so this week, um, I just thought that we would list some attributes of the father that really stick out to me and things that, that I really appreciate Um that our Heavenly Father has and that He's shown to me. First of those that a Father loves and He forgives. And I think the biggest statement of love that we stand on is Romans 5 but God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While I was still that hoodlum that I was, that, that the enemy well, I was still the other guy. Not that I'm anywhere near where I need to be now. But it blows my mind away that he died for me when I was who I was. And what bigger testament to love that a father can show us how we should love our kids, how we should love our wives than that. He sacrificed everything. That the God who that song we sang a while ago, who spoke and a hundred billion stars were formed, a hundred billion creatures, that his breath created that. That when he was doing that, he knew us and that he loved us. And no matter how much our our earthly fathers have failed, we have that heavenly father to lean on. And that he knew me before I was born. He knew you before you were born. He knew you when you were in the womb. He knows the number of hairs on your head. That, That being that created all that, you're that important to him that he loves you that much. In scripture, we see time and time again, God... Example of love, and so much so that many times he's he's referred to as love in Scripture. His love is more powerful than anything. Love conquers all. Romans 8:37 through 39. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love that God, the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's amazing, isn't it? That I mean, no matter who we are, that His love is so powerful that nothing can separate us from that. That it, He doesn't love us for who we're going to be. He doesn't love us for who we were or what, what we have in the bank or what our house looks like or how kind we are to people. He loves you because you're you. Knowing who I was, wow, and he forgives me. First John 1 9. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous, forgiving us our sins and cleansing us from all righteousness. When we have a personal relationship with Christ that love and that forgiveness, Christ stands before the throne and He takes responsibility for our sins so that we can stand before the Father clean. He was pierced for our transgressions. What a powerful testament of love and forgiveness that God sets the example for us. Once again, knowing who I was, knowing who I still am, it just completely blows me away. Some of you, I know some of you. <laughs> a father disciplines their children with love. Man, I struggle with this. Um, I, that oldest boy of mine, he was about eleven, and we were in Austin, and we were going. We were down there to sit to the state boys basketball tournament, and there were about uh, three men in the vehicle. There's probably four or five guys in the back. we in a big vehicle, and just kind of talking some about my past. And I said, you know, my dad, uh, God bless him. He, he was, we had an ugly divorce and it, you know, I went to live with him and, and he was more worried about being my friend than disciplined me. And I really resented that growing up. It's something I really had to deal with and um, that, that we had to work out even a lot later on in his life. And, you know, I was sharing with these men that because of that, a lot of times, man, I, I discipline too hard, but it's because I love my kids. And I don't want them to think I'm more worried about being their friend than than being their father. And in the back, Davis chimes up and says, man, my dad loves me a lot. (laughs) Whenever I I had uh, just kind of looking on the internet some, this was on there, and it said fathers are pillars in the development of a child's emotional well-being. Children look to their fathers, lay down the rules, and enforce them. They also look to their fathers to provide a feeling of security, both physical and emotional. In parentheses, I put love. But children looked, out, looked to their fathers, lay down their rules, and enforce them. And, you know, when we go back to the Old Testament, what were there, 613 rules and laws that, that God placed forth? It wasn't to keep his thumb on his people. It was to, to protect them. You know, as Moses told as he was leaving, and he tells his, his, the nation, you know, Follow God's laws. Choose life. If you follow these rules and these laws, then you're choosing life. If not, you're choosing death. And so, you know, 2,000 years later, some of those rules and laws, we even find out that it's for the benefit of our health, that they had no idea what it was. You know, those rules and laws aren't there to keep his thumb on us. It's because he loves us and he disciplines us with love. And I struggle with that. Um, Hebrews 12, 5-6, My son, do not scorn the Lord's discipline or give up when He corrects you. For the Lord disciplines the one He loves and chastises every son He accepts. I focus too much on the chastise. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but raise them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So look at that, in the discipline of the Lord. We, we know that God loves us and when He disciplines, he disciplines us out of, out of love. We just read a while ago that He tells us not to discipline in anger. So when we're disciplining our children, we should use that as an example. It's not out of anger. And and I, I do it all the time. The worst example in the room, I promise you. But because he loves us so much, he disciplines us with love. The Bible, story after story, scripture after scripture, it's of God either disciplining his children or letting his children be cut off at the knees. So that they're pulled back and drawn closer to him. So that he can love them more. So that that relationship with him has to be the focal point. If that hasn't happened to you, I pray that it does. That you get chopped off at the knees to where you have to call on God. That you're in that well and there's complete and total darkness. And the only option that you have is to say, God, I give up. Give up. You know, for, for me, because... Uh-huh. For still think sometimes I'm am the, the better author, and I want to grab the pen. You know, for me it was a it was a tumor that was on my back, and, and that just did it for me. And you know I lost, but I really I won. I lost the battle with God, but I really won, because I, I gave up and said, I, I'm you know thank you for disciplining me. Thank you for that blessing. And some you know I did too much yesterday, and my, this last night I could hardly walk. Today I'm in pain, but you know what? It's a glorious pain because it represents when I finally said okay i'm a stupid idiot and it's yours god not that i don't still struggle daily um on a father's love with discipline i, I dread i love dr james uh, dobson he's got some books uh, raising up boys maybe leaving light on I, I can't remember which story this is in but i thought this was really interesting that there was a warden in a prison and he came up with a grand idea of that Mother's Day was approaching and that he would get with a greeting card company and get them to donate free greeting cards to the inmates. And they agreed, the warden goes to the inmates and this is a hardened prison. This isn't some white collar prison. These are murders, I mean the worst that you could find of um, uh, crimes in society. And he tells them, hey, look, you guys, if you don't get a disciplinary write-up in the next four weeks, then you're going to get a free card for Mother's Day. Almost every single inmate did not get a disciplinary write-up. The best record of discipline for a month the prison had ever had or had since. Every inmate that was able sent out a Mother's Day card. Father's Day's approaching. He thinks, man, that worked really good. Let's try that again. Zero. Zero. Zero cards were sent out. Tells you what an impact that the father's love has on the child. Aren't we so fortunate to have a heavenly father that in here we understand that love? Amen. That we're saved by his grace and that is it. Dr. Dobson went on in that, in that book and talked about men that are on death row. Something like 98% hate don't know. Want to have nothing to do with her father, guys. The way that we treat our children is important. From last week, whenever uh, Jeff uh, preached and, and had some of the stuff up there and the kind things that my oldest son had said, and you know, I said I, I didn't recognize that that guy. What I, what I remember and recognize is the discipline, out of anger, the frustration, the stupid, stupid things that I said to him. Lord, I could tell you some stories when he was in seven years old and little dribblers. We won't share it because you'll think a whole lot less of me. Um, but what I got from that is is that love conquers all. Because he knew how much I loved him. That that's the only thing I got right. That that love washed away all the other transgressions. Sound familiar? But the love of the Father sacrificing His Son washes away all our transgressions. What an example. Our Father loves us and He forgives and He disciplines us with love. Isn't that amazing? You know, this one kind of sets me back sometimes because, I don't know about you guys, have y'all noticed it's crazy out there right now? I mean, it, it, it is messed up. I love this. Marty, whatever happens, don't ever go to 2020. <laughs> um, Rebecca was, was telling me one. Uh, it was uh, marriage games and COVID. Um, the title of it was, uh, why do you do it that way? This game, nobody wins. You know, I mean, So it, it is, it's crazy out there. I mean, we have... We have riots. We have protesters. We have people killing police. We have police killing people. We've got animosity and hatred so much from each side, but yet we know that God listens. But you know, whenever I first look at that, I think of whenever I was a kid and hearing the story of Moses and he's standing there at the burning bush, right? And God says, "I've heard my people cry," and and not seeing the breadth of the story as a kid, I always thought. How? How's that not... I don't get that. If, I mean, we, we've, what about Joseph when he was in prison? Did you hear him cry? What about for 300 years of slavery and, and further of the slavery of... Did you, what about those people in the 200 years ago and 100 years ago and those people that died? Did you hear them cry? But, you know, being young and not understanding the breadth of the story, when your ancestors went down to Egypt, they numbered only 70. But now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars of the sky. We, we know that about 70 went in to Egypt. And best guesstimates by historians are between 1.5 and 3 million of God's chosen people came out of there. There's a reason for it. You know, there's a reason for this mess. I don't know what it is. But I know that God listens and he hears our prayers. The reason I know it? <clears throat> for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. The Lord is attentive to our prayers. With all this mess and all this crazy going on right now, do you believe that God is in control? Because He is. And this can all be used to glorify God. All of it. You know, from the first, when this first hit, um, we, to a person that I talked to, Talked about how great it is that the time that I'm I'm being forced to spend with my family that we're you know that we're at home with each other we eat each supper each together each night we're we're in prayer together and then kind of the weeks went on and I remember I was talking. Uh, to one of the men that uh, helped lead our marriage ministry. And he said, hey, so should we you know, be scheduling marriage stuff right now? I said, yeah, absolutely not. We can't do anything right now. He goes, so just hold off on any of the scheduling. No, don't hold off on the scheduling, because when we get through this mess, all these husbands and wives spending all this time together, we're going to need some marriage ministry. And, but you know, the, this, this mess that we're in is for a reason. God will be glorified in this in some way. He will work this to glorify Him. But, guys, it is a mess out there. And we, we need prayer. We need, we need to continually pray as a church, as a community, as a nation, that all of this is healed. Because there's only way that it's, that it's healed, it's with our heart. Uh, all the issues that are going on, it's all heart problems. I mean, isn't always, in always heart problems? I mean, for me, it's ego in my heart. And. So we need prayer in that. I, I'm, and I'm just going to ask that we take a minute as a congregation and that it, it lower the lights for us. We're going to have Graham, who heads our prayer team up, and he's going to come up, and we're just going to pray for a minute. Guys, because we need it. It is crazy out there, and we need God, who is, a, who is a God of order. He is not a God of chaos, and this is chaos. You can look worldwide. There is chaos going on. When God spoke... And, and created those hundred billion galaxies and stars and creatures and all that, there were physical laws and properties that were put in place. He is a God of order. This is of Satan, and this is not of order. So this is not of God. And we need to pray over this. So, Graham, will you come forward right now? Let, I just want us to take a minute and pray. You should be mocked up, ready to go, I believe they said. I think Matt turned it off on us. There you go. If you will, just bow your heads and let's pray for a minute, Graham.
1: I want to share something, uh, a word that God gave me. I think it's for this, uh, this time that we're living and also for the fathers today. Um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Bill Johnson, but one thing he said that was, to me, very powerful is that the hope of the world today is the, is the gospel Uh, in purity and in power and in love there's no other hope and we the church we have the key to healing and I want to share this really quick and this is for the fathers it's for the church arise shine this is Isaiah 60 arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is upon you for behold darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people there's a lot of darkness out there now But the Lord will rise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. That the Gentiles will come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Father, we thank you for the Lord, uh, even in these times of insanity, it seems like, Father, that your light is upon us, Lord God. And we pray that you would raise up the church, that you would raise up fathers, O God, who would be men of prayer, Lord God. And we pray, Father, that... uh, that uh, you would, uh, Lord, just cause them, uh, Father, to, to just understand the role that they serve, Lord, all of us, Lord. And I sp- pray especially for the, fa- the young fathers today who are raising up, uh, who have young children and teens, Lord God, in, the, in these uh, perilous times, Father, that you would anoint them to lead and to be examples of God, that they would truly be that expression, that, that, that um, reflection of Christ for their families, Lord we thank you for that and Lord we just declare a blessing over every father today in Jesus name Lord and anointing over them Lord God to raise their children in godliness and in truth Lord God and we thank you for that we thank you for this day Lord and we know Father that in spite of everything going on Lord that you will prevail in this Lord your church will rise up and be that light that you intended for it to be and we thank you for that Father we give you glory and praise. You were a good God, a loving Father. And we thank you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, Graham. You can just set it down. You know, we're, we're told in 2 Chronicles, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then we'll hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Man, that speaks so loudly to me right now with everything going on. Guys, we need to be in prayer as a family. You need to, as dads and as fathers, you need to lead that at your household and and daily, nightly, every morning, be in prayer with your family over the things that are going on. We have got to to start here to turn our eyes completely and totally upon the cross. Because we've got to make sure that we're healed in here. It starts with us always. So we've talked about that a father loves us and forgives. He disciplines us with love and he listens. And one thing that I love, especially being a former coach, is the title of this next one, is that a father does not give up. That he, you know, I get this. Y'all remember, I think it was the Lifehouse skit. Y'all remember that skit, that video? I don't know if you guys had seen that or not. It's a, a it's, Two people walk out on stage, and and one represents God, and one represents uh, Adam or his creation, because it's a girl in most of the skits, and and the, you know he's showing her everything, and then all of a sudden temptation comes in, and it's uh you know it's a guy, and then it's drinking and drugs, and it's her look, and then money and everything, and the whole time God's jumping up over there in the skit, and he's just pulling and pulling, and it's just such a great picture of what I like to look at as God on on my life and how it's affected me and. This uh, parable, Luke 15. You know, I think the parable of the prodigal son is a great one, but I like this one too, Luke 15, chapter 1. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathered around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told this parable, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. He loves us and he forgives us. He disciplines us with love. He listens to us and he constantly pursues us. What an what a, what a amazing picture for us, for me, this guy that was who I was he pursued me through that Th- this really makes me think of my father um, who came to live with us when he was 70 years old um, there were times during his life that my children we would not let them go see him to I guess to put it uh, in a term both you guys know him he was a character and he was a character for a lot of his life and because of this and you know I'm reminded of, of the parable that's t- told also the workers in the field that my dad came so late in his life to the Lord of the, the workers that got there early in the morning complaining to the landowner about how the people who showed up late got paid the same. And, and that was my father. And because God constantly pursued him, because people in this congregation let God use them to work on him. Instead of so that picture of a father that my kids couldn't go see, a picture of a father, the, the things and the decisions that he made. Now I get to see this picture of my father. <laughs> Charles Spurgeon in my Spurgeon Study Bible. I, I love this that he says in there. I, I don't even remember where it was at in the, in the Bible. I was looking for it about a month ago, and I couldn't find it. It's really frustrating me, but this is the paraphrase on it. He said that he doesn't understand how as a sinner, a man, a woman, can tell of how he was saved from total darkness and death by a Savior who chose to give his life for me as I was the enemy without having tear-filled eyes. And if you didn't see me, that's me because I know where I was. I know the sacrifice that was made. I know where I would have been going if that sacrifice wasn't made. So we we know the Father loves us. That, That sacrifice, this sacrifice, I mean, tells us without a shadow of a doubt that he loves us and he forgives us. That man didn't die on the cross because we weren't forgiven. He loves us and he forgives us. He disciplines us with love. He's constantly letting us be broken and drawn back to him so that our relationship with him continues to be closer and closer. He listens to us pray. It's time you get to spend with your best friend. And he constantly pursues you, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you are in your life. Your heavenly Father loves you more than we could ever understand, more than your. Parents, more than your father on Father's Day, more than your wife, more than your kids, more than anybody that you'll know. That love is so great that he pursued us throughout history that whenever he spoke that creation, that hundred billion creations, that he created a heel that he would send his son on to die for us. That's how much that he loves us. And if you're not right with that today, today's the day. You shouldn't go another second longer without making sure that you are right. So as we wrap this up and we're going to pray, I just pray that at some point in your life, you've been so broken that you've had to come to God. And I pray that if you haven't, that you get broke. Because there's lots of people that are pretty stubborn in this room. And for a lot of us, it took a lot of breaking. I pray that, that that happens so that whenever you're visiting with somebody, You've got tear-filled eyes. But you can talk about your Heavenly Father, your Lord and Savior, that everything was sacrificed for you because He loves you and He forgives you. Because He disciplines you in a way that He's constantly drawing you back to Him. So that our focus is on Him and that cross. That He listens to us. He wants to be your best friend. And He constantly pursues you. He never gives up on you. If you need somebody to pray with don't, don't wait another minute come see an elder a church leader and get right don't walk up those doors without making sure that those fatherly attributes that you see up there that you've accepted that into your heart because I know that father wants you to be with him in eternity if you will bow your head Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you so much. Lord, we're so thankful for the fathers here on Father's Day. Lord, we're so thankful for the attributes that you show us of, of your love and your forgiveness and your mercy and your grace, Lord, and all the things that you just pour out upon us. Father, we just we come to you so humble today. Just humbled by that you love us. That you love us for who we are, that what we've done has been forgiven, and Father, we just pray that if there's anybody here that doesn't know that love, the love of the Father, Lord, that you just uh, don't let them leave this room without getting to know that love, to feel your warmth and your, your arms wrap around them and begin to massage their heart and to change them and, to give them the desire to be the person that that they were planned to be. Father, we're so grateful for your congregation here and your people. Lord, we just pray that the fathers here step up as they go home today, Lord, that they, they hear your word on prayer, that your land can be healed, if we come to you and petition you that you do hear us. Father, we just pray as fathers that you give us wisdom on how to discipline our children. Father, just help me be patient and peaceful and kind and that I discipline my kids in the way that you discipline. Father, thank you so much for constantly pursuing us. Pursuing us when we're the people that we are. That we wonder, why would anybody even want us? But Lord, we know that you do. We know that through the sacrifice that you made. Thank you for today. Thank you for Father's Day. Thank you for being our Father. In your name we pray. Amen.